Welcome to the IoT podcast show. I am your host, Tom White. Today, we are joined by Mustanza Tanali. Mustanza is the CDO and board member of Hike. Uh, Mustanza is also the founder and CEO of Fori Incorporated. Uh, as a multiple times founder, entrepreneur, and speaker, Mustanza is a prominent figure within IoT. Uh, set up innovative businesses, spreading the awareness of IoT as a solution for global challenges such as climate change. And we're very pleased to have you on the show. Thank you for joining, Ms. Uh Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Tom. Uh, it's, a, it's a player. You're very, very welcome. Uh, Ms. Danza, do you, do you want us to start by explaining, obviously, your background in, in IoT, um, you know, and currently what you do within, within Hike and Forey? Oh, absolutely. Uh, usually it can take me a while to explain what the <laughs> things I've been doing over the years. We'll try and keep, we'll try and keep it brief. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so, so I have a PhD in design uh, and innovation. Over, I started my career as an IT guy and I slowly tran- did my transition into more of design. Because I believe to really make something powerful happen, you have to understand both sides of things. What is the real user perspective and what technology can do? more than quite often what happens is you know technology takes over and then you need to learn technology to achieve a simple task i believe technology has to be invisible so it actually helps users solve something so my quick background uh, would be so as i said i'm a phd in design from italy and one of the world's first projects that uh, i did uh, focusing on iot was in mit we did a project called trash track so we literally track people's garbage so the idea was, what happens when you throw things away? They're out of sight of and out of mind. What if your trash could talk back to you? What behavioral change would it make on you as an individual if your trash or whatever you throw away would talk to you? And we, we can do an example later on. And that's where it really began for me to focus on cities, smarter cities and all these big, uh, uh, big tech companies, in a way, uh, like IBM, Cisco, they have all been focused on cities. Okay. And we can talk about why cities are important. I do have a slightly different narrative from, um, from just the focus on cities. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to focus on people, but uh, we can come back to that again. Yeah. Um, so I'm, so I'm, I'm curious about Trust Track, right? So. So you did this at MIT while you were studying, is that correct? Oh, no. So I was doing my PhD, but I was invited as a project lead to go join uh, Sensible City Lab. Uh, This was about 10 years ago. Uh, So we were literally the first in the world to create an application that presented uh, the power of IoT. Sure. And and what was the aim behind Trash Track? (laughs) So so, so obviously you wanted to... track where it went afterwards but you know what were you hoping to achieve and, and how was that built okay so th- there are a couple of important things you know the world has known a lot about supply chain you know everything about how things are created but we still know very little about end of life cycle so you do not know what happens to your laptop or your computer or your phone when it's thrown away so tracking the afterlife journey of an object it's essential to create a circular economy happen. So this was one of the core ideas of if we know that where is something that you can go pick it up. We we were approached by companies like Walmart. Uh, they wanted to know where all the plastic bottles go. 
because if they knew where they were, they can actually go and grab them. I'm sure you know about, I'm sure the listeners know about, you know, this island of plastic that has gathered because of how the current is in the ocean in a certain mm -hmm. point. But if you knew how things were moving, you could go and do something about it. So that was the primary idea. Okay. Like I, I can also mention, like we were, we, we worked together with one of the largest companies in US, waste management. So all the systems of waste collection are designed, are a century old. So how do you actually create something that is based on today's data? Mm. How waste collection should happen is not really, you know, yeah. uh, like uh, like in the Nordics, you have these uh, these three colors of bags and you put things almost there and you think everything is done. It's not done. Yeah. The moment yeah. you throw away your garbage, it starts to move in a city sanitation system. And sometimes it moves for, for days and months. So one of the videos, uh, so we won one of the uh, NSF visualization challenge in US. Okay. We invited about 3,000 people to come to Seattle Public Library and tag whatever you they wanted to throw. You know, these could be things uh, like um, like diapers, uh, e-waste, anything you wanted to track or something that was uh, of value. Or maybe it could be, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend as well. Uh, and you wanted to see how they move. The moment you put this tracker... That's a bit, that's a, it's a bit worrying, that. Is, <laughs> you know, it's a little privacy... Bit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But then you have something similar on Find My iPhone, right? And you and you have that ability in a way. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, if we spoke just about trash track, this uh, the our time is not enough. But so I'm trying to summarize things as well as we go. Um, so so that was the idea that we built something to track trash and make an influence on people's behavior. Because let's say you take a coffee cup, right? Now you go to a coffee shop, you bring a coffee, and then you throw it away. For you, this is this is it. What if this coffee cup could talk to you and say, hey, I'm here. Two days later, hey, I'm still here. Three days later, hey, I'm still here. Now you throw at least one coffee cup every day. What would that be? So we believe that would create a behavioral change among masses. Yeah, so these were some of the primary ideas. Yeah, I really see that, right? And it's uh, it's accountability to the throwaway culture that we have and that we've had for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, clearly, uh, clearly now there's a big movement behind single-use plastics, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And uh, we've started yeah. seeing it in fast food restaurants where they're using cardboard straws mm -hmm. and bits and pieces. Yeah. So I really like I really like that idea actually. Yeah. The, the accountability aspects of saying yeah. I'm still here, I'm still gathering <laughs> now. Now I've got my buddy with me, right? And then yeah. you know, there's a whole collection of us. Why don't you use a reusable cup, right? Now that's really interesting. Yeah, thank you for that. I mean, Mustanza, obviously climate change is a huge challenge, right? You know, uh, it's it's affecting all areas of life on this planet. You know, what are the potentials of IoT in your view to combat this? And um, and and what are you doing specifically? you know, within Hike and Fori to uh, to turn to combat some of these issues? Okay, um, so the first thing first is, if you really wanted to go out there, and now we hear a lot of talk about circular economy as well. For circular economy to truly happen, you need a system which collects every waste mm -hmm. and then either recycles it, upcycles it, or just reuse it. Yeah. And there's a very important thing to make circular economy happen. That is your own behavioral change. 
like the reduce uh, uh, the reduce thing. So it's very important to do a 360 around it and start at each level. Yeah. The beauty of what can be done, for example, with plastic is now you can convert plastic into different products um, and also you can make fuel out of it. So at least it is nothing is going to be wasted anymore. So it's 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 very very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that in itself uh, is a real area to IoT, which is kind of um, it, it only in my humble opinion, in my vision of what I do, is 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 kind of undernourished a little bit. A lot of people talk about monitoring assets, um, mm. be that freight equipment, farming, uh, utilities, I IoT from warehouse perspectives to connected devices and wearables, but the the climate change element and, and the efficiency of managing, um, uh, you know, uh, issues when it comes to the, this throwaway culture that we have uh, is something that people don't talk about a lot. So it's really interesting to know that you're focusing on that. Um, I yeah. mean, do you think do you think there's any um, ways in which IoT maybe could have an adverse effect, perhaps on on the environment? Okay, quite quite a lot of people talk about it. Uh, you know, uh, in the end, we will touch smart smart dust, for example, and uh, what is the future of IoT? But I, you, you know, I don't know what kind of listeners we have here. But uh, so I often give this example. You know, you take a glass, you give this ability to be trackable and traceable. That's essentially IoT. And then we started hearing over the years, smart X, Y, Z. Essentially what anything smart does is then you add, start adding some sensors on top of it. So it can sense how much water is in the glass. Is it warm or not? Is it boiling? And then you can do a million things around it. Now, when you are tracking an object, it gives you the ability to know its journey. When you know the journey, you can calculate a lot of things. For example, how much energy it is consuming, how much CO2 it is producing. And if it was just the trash after you have used the object, then you can also calculate what was the energy used or utilized to take it, you know, to, to dismantle whatever the object was. So only when you can understand where everything is, when you know where things are, you can do something with it. So I believe it's going to be essential to know where everything is and for, for a real IoT world to happen. So the yeah. challenge even when we did trash track was initially the tracker was quite big. And we realized, you know, it was it would cost us like around hundred dollars to make a tracker, and that is just not feasible on the long run. But yeah. we learned that a combination of, for example, RFID trackers together yeah. with um, with uh, some real uh, real time trackers that is that combination can work because things can then talk to each other as well uh, yeah. so when when objects are talking they would know their health for example then they you would know um, what to do with them where to take them what's the best route all of these things so th the whole system starts working better uh, yeah. well, well, your question was, what are the negatives of uh, of this, for example, you know, mm. microfiber in pretty much all the water we know uh, today, uh, because plastic, the new problem with plastic is not what the plastic you can see, it's the plastic you cannot see. 
so th that also presents a massive challenge to our health and how we how we grow. But the best way of explaining uh, if IoT is harmful is, you know, if you have a heart attack, they inject you with this this, uh, this thing. I'm really bad with names sometimes, and to see if any veins are closed. Right. Yeah, so yeah. It has more benefit than harm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and I think it's an interesting question that I asked you, right? Because obviously, there's loads of benefits. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's nice to know about the adverse side of this, if there mm -hmm. ever is. You've mentioned a couple of times um, uh, about what type of listeners that we have, right? Um, and I, and I think to answer that succinctly. Uh, at the moment, we have a lot of technical people listening in, mm. people, previous guests and people are aware of that. Uh, but the aim really is to get across in layman's terms mm. the benefits of IoT to yeah. the everyday person on the street yeah. and, and what that really, really means. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I guess, you know, given what you're doing within your businesses and your position, um, how can we make people more aware of IoT mm. solutions and promote change yeah. towards a more sustainable way of life mm. what what do you think that we can do to in, or, in order to promote this further i i think one of the most important things to realize is that europe alone creating any smarter solution for europe alone is just not enough you have to take the emerging economies south asia southeast asia mm. all together in this because I'm I, I'm in Oslo right now. The whole population of Norway is five million people. Even if we do something remarkable, it's it's just not enough. But something really good happened recently, right? Um, well, I'm really sad about COVID. Okay. But it did show us something really powerful that we can change overnight. Yeah. I think that is one takeaway we must take from COVID. We, we knew this is the only solution. The next day, everything was shut. We saw clear rivers, uh, really clean environment. Uh, the AQI improved around the world in, in cities like Bombay and Karachi and Islamabad even. It was just so clear. So this was one important recognition that we can change given we know we have no other option. Mm. Environment is a massive crisis. And the air would not be, you know, if you if you look at some any of the apps which are out there to see the world AQI, so many cities in the world, it's just not breathable. It's yeah. it's beyond red. So it's important. I think people only change when they know there is no other option. They need to know how important it is. Well, I I hope Americans would be joining the the Paris Agreement again, right? Uh, about emerging economies, I think it's important that the Western world, or let's say the more advanced world rather, they help the emerging economies not to make the same mistakes again. We yeah. all know with the advent of um, you know, industrialization, everything changed. We started consuming much more. We started creating much faster, but that had a negative impact on the society because we transformed from need-based to want-based society. Now with IOTs and the ability of tracking and tracing everything, taking everything to a model where we don't need to own anything anymore. I think now where the technology is, for the first time in the history, we can reverse the whole negative impacts of industrial revolution. 
It's a bold statement, but yeah. potentially. I mean, I, 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 agree, I agree with you, right? And I think uh, it's all very well and good, you know, Western countries uh, adopting solutions and what have mm. you. But, you know, it's the emerging economies and, 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 and areas of, um, let's say, a, like a lower GDP, right? Mm. You know, con- countries that may not be as 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 forward thinking in terms mm. of technology solutions that really need to adopt you know we mm-hmm. had a we had someone on the show recently that was saying that in general um cellular connectivity is only 25% of the world right um yet i'd never think that myself right you know mm. um, i've had i've had mobile phones since i was 16 17 years old so for me it's just normal so i think you're right in saying you know, you, you you know, you're in a beautiful country in Oslo, but but again, it's 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 a blip really in the whole scheme of things, yeah. isn't it? Right. And it's yeah. until that widespread adoption really comes in and, and people yeah. can understand what solutions can do for them, yeah. um, that Listen, it really I becomes never, changing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I never answered you what I do. Right. So uh, the first startup, the first bigger startup, I would say I, I failed quite a lot of times, but uh, 40 for it was the first thing that I really launched and that got some scale. And the reason why I did Fori, I was again living in Oslo. I moved back to Pakistan because I said, okay, I really want to focus on creating smarter cities, sustainable livelihoods. But if I do it in Norway only, it's just 5 million people. Even if yeah. the whole country adopts whatever we build, the impact is just not there. You do something like that in a country like Pakistan or any emerging market, the impact of massive. I went back and there was just so many, even today, as you were saying this number, half the world is still offline. Mm. Here we are talking about IoT and what it can do. But the fact is people do not have access to internet. So they half the world does not have access to internet. So that startup was focusing on gig economy. And how do you bring people who do not have technology to, to reach internet, to yeah. get incentives of internet? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So, so it's 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 massive. It's very important to recognize these small things. And with the with the current startup that we we also recently uh, closed a raise, um, a more than a million dollar. Uh, it's focusing on transportation mobility, really. Mm-hmm. And mobility is one in the one vertical that really excites me a lot. It excites me because mobility can go 100% circular from tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. one of the reasons you can really do this is the power of IoT. I, 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 I would love to explain why I say that. Um, so there are these several devices. Actually, every car now has some kind of a GPS device in it. You add few features to it, like open door, close door, get basic telematics, and you have a smartish car. Now you can also install some kind of third party box to a car and still get access to opening doors, closing doors, or sharing the car with someone else. Now mobility is one sector which can be really 100% circular from tomorrow. Now there are very interesting facts around uh, around this. Cars stand idle 90% of the time. Uh, Cars going, you know, in urban city centers, when you drive around looking for parking, you are a direct reason for creating a traffic congestion or a jam from 35 to 50% of the time. 
So it is massive. So it is critical to start interlinking how you think about mobility altogether. Yeah. You would have seen a lot of uh, these uh, micro mobility solutions being deployed. Alone, these are not enough. You really got to move more towards vehicle as a service, where you start focusing on the cars that are already there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, well, f first of all, congratulations on that, you know, on getting the funding and, and, and getting to where you are. Um, I completely agree. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of mobility projects happening at the moment. And when we start talking again about autonomous driving, level five, um, there's still an oligopoly, right? When, you, when it comes to enterprise level systems with well-known, you know, uh, manufacturers, right? I mean, there's a, there's a prominent one, obviously, in the Nordics. Um, and there's obviously the, the well-known, you know, uh, American firm. Um, but, but I think, uh, you know, there really is a chance to change this and, and to impact and make something happen quite quickly with that. Um, so that, I mean, that leads me really on nicely, you know, to my final question really in the show today, Mustanza. you know, we often ask people the same, this same question, but it's really interesting to see what the perspectives are from different people. But, you know, what, what is your vision for the future specifically in hike you know what wh where do you want to go what do you want to do and um and, and why should people take notice look so we have been trying to solve mobility in different ways my starting point of talking about mobility is uh is ford really many many years ago ford said if i asked people what they wanted they would have said faster horses I start my thinking, I'm a design thinker. I, I consult on that. So whenever I'm posted a given a question, I say, what would have Ford said about mobility today? Which is the non-obvious solution? What we are focusing on right now, we have a major goal. Our goal is not just to you know, make cars smarter. That is not what you're solving here. Our goal is to end traffic congestion in the cities. Now, how could you do that? Now, it's almost a proven fact that when you make one car shareable, any car shareable, it replaces up to 10 cars, mm. number one. Number two, when you park a car anywhere, it takes about 300 square meters of space. Now, you don't only park the car at one spot. You park the car at home, at work, and when you go to utility store. This is the space you're wasting in urban city center, which is very expensive and very, very important. Yeah. And thirdly, when you're talking about sharing your cars, you know, the whole concept of a secured community also comes in. There are cities like Berlin where Uber is banned because of security risks. So how can you overcome that and give people this ease that they can share their cars? So that that is kind of the, the challenge we are solving, and we really want to go hyper-local in this. When I say hyper-local, city-level deployment is not hyper-local. Uh, it's really when you, for example, you launch with uh, one company, which is there in nine countries, you launching in 20 cities, 40 buildings. That's yeah. the level where you have to go to make this happen. So we, we really hope to contribute towards that and scale very quickly. 
You know, and I, 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 do you know what? And I'm confident, given your background and your passion behind this, Mustanza. I think I think you'll be okay, uh, and <laughs> and and, and, I, and I think you'll be able to do it. So good on you. But look, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really really appreciate it. It's uh it's a little bit different to talk about uh the you know the start of it about um, mm. climate change, right? And the sustainability element to IoT. Something for me, it's quite dear to my heart. Um, so it was really nice to learn about that and of course about hikes. So thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. My my player, thank you for having me. And the last word before I go, the future of IoT is quantum sensors. That's the level where you are going to go as the world moves forward. Thank you so much, Tom. Uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you, Ms. Sanza. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.